What's up, guys? We are back. Your high street freaks feeling extra freaky on this. Well, we're recording on Sunday. You're probably going to be listening to this on Monday unless you're a freak that listens to one of our podcasts before you go to bed. I love that feeling that somebody could just be going to sleep to my voice. But uh, yeah, I know Landis says people always tell him that because he's a very sonorous voice. But you and I don't really have that, I think. No, no, definitely not. I feel like you would, <laughs> it would be like psychologically concerning if you just wanted to put my voice on to to go to sleep, too. But yeah, um, we're more of a gym podcast. Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Or like a drive home podcast, like yeah. anything to just keep your, keep your juices flowing. We're not a, we're, we're, not we're a, a podcast, podcast. You have to tell your girlfriend like, no, no, no. They're really funny. They're really funny. Come on. Let me put them on. I swear it'll be okay. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely it. That's definitely it. We are not. Um, um, yeah, we, dude, we, I had we, a concerning make... moment. Uh, about what? Not about this podcast, but I have another podcast, obviously, which is uh, flipping the field with Patrick. Okay. Um, uh, my girlfriend told her father that I own a oh, website no. and do podcasts and, and he asked to what the name of the podcast was so he could listen to it. So at some point in the next week or so, uh, he is going to be hearing me podcast for the first time. I'm flipping the field, which is a terrifying idea. That's worse. That's worse than like a girl listening to you podcast, like the girl's father. Yeah. Is he a football guy? He's a big football guy. He's a Michigan guy, actually, which is kind of interesting. Like a casual, he's more of an yeah, NFL yeah. guy. But, um, I, I did strategically pick the episode to send. I did one of our more like straight and narrow podcasts which is our sports gambling history one. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it goes okay. I'll stay tuned for next week to see if I've been dumped. Yeah. Um. <laughs> wait, wait till he, wait till he finds about uh, out about high street freaks and finds the Harbaugh crime family one. I'll never let anyone, I will never tell him that I have more than one podcast. <laughs> Dude, that's so much worse. That's so much this worse. This will be our this, little uh, Yeah, I have two I podcasts, this, actually. I tell this all the time, but there's like, there's nothing worse than, um, like, I just, I have my mic set up at, um, at my, at my desk. And like, I know my wife will like bring friends through the house. Cause it's like, she did a great job of like making her house beautiful and it like looks great. And so like, I know that she brings people to like our office and people see the mic and is like, Oh, is, do you guys like do music? Is, is your husband like a musician? She's like, no, he has a podcast. Like, like there's, <laughs> there's just like, there is no worse sentence to say than my husband has a podcast. Dude, it's, uh, it's really bad. It's when I was, when I was back in the dating game, you know, just like telling a girl like, yeah, I own a college football website. That's okay. If you say, yeah, I have a podcast disaster, yeah. disaster. No, disaster. You can learn very quick how to do it. Yeah. Friends have asked like, Argentinian friends have asked to listen to the podcast, and I'm like, you guys will not know any of the references or jokes that I'm making. It will not be funny or enjoyable to you at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing. It's like it's so nuanced too. Like the things that are funny to us. Like I, I think the the Harbaugh episode that we did was like the Harbaugh Crime Family episode was like objectively one of our funniest podcasts yet. By far. Like a, yeah. If a sane person listens to that, like it completely over their head, like, or maybe under their head, maybe we're the dumbasses, And like, we just care about I, that's definitely it. But yeah, it's yeah. just, we're kind of on an Island here and I'm glad that we have our loyal listeners who are on this Island with us. But mm -hmm. I acknowledge that like, this isn't actually cool. Like there's nothing cool about what we do. <laughs> um, I, I think that's the disillusion. <laughs> that's the disillusion. Like I, I hear that a lot from like guys that are like, Oh man, you have the coolest job. It's like, yeah. To like, a small percentage of straight white males. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, it's, 
it's like also and like the fact that the funny part is like we operate such a niche that it's like even among like the subset of guys yeah. who have a lot of football podcast like if you find out a guy listens to the wrong podcast you think is stupid you're like oh that guy's a fucking idiot dude like if i yeah. find out a guy who nominally i would get along with very well like is a big college football fan like likes to go to the game on a on a saturday drink somewhere between 10 and 20 beers and uh-huh. but then i find out like he's the barstool version of that kind of guy and not yeah, yeah, like yeah. the or it's or like a oh, full cast. Fuck. yeah or a full cast guy yeah, exactly yeah. um that's worse than however because at least at least the barstool yeah. ones are entertaining yeah that's like oh you know that guy has a very active reddit account uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you definitely that guy know. follows the sickos committee yeah oh, um man. oh man, man. Yeah. Well, look, here's the thing. A prolific a... RCFB poster. Yeah, you God should. You should. If you have an RCFB account, you need to move it to our uh, our right. message board um, because yeah. you may not know this, but we have a website, and it is meetatmidfield.com. You can come talk ball with us and uh, leave the memes behind on RCFB. I don't. I have not been on RCFB on purpose in like a year and a half, so. I don't really know what's like posted there these days, but there's just, there is, there is a, my, my big beef with RCFB is it is way too positive and people are way too friendly. And that's just not, are we doing tiger bros? Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you have learned anything from the past, like three weeks is that you are supposed to just hate everyone else. And that is, that has been, I I don't even, I I shudder to think what the scandal comments, the Michigan sign stealing scandal comments look like on RCFB, like probably like, Oh, you know what? Everybody does it. It, I don't know. I I hopped in to read a few and I got so angry immediately (laughs) that I couldn't do it. Like I was just like reading these and I was like, cause I don't look, I don't ever want to be commenting on Reddit. It's the last thing I want to do. Yeah. Uh, Um, but I do have an account so I can read posts on there because I want to like sometimes, sometimes look, there are weeks where it's like fun to go to like a game thread and see everyone getting like dunking on somebody else. Yeah. But 95% of the time these people, one, aren't funny and are too deeply annoying. And like three, they have like, oh, it's the worst kind of, the, the, the thing that makes me more annoyed about anything else of online football discourse is people who have surface level surface level casual fan takes said as if they're like experts in it and like really like crazy fans yeah. like oh it drives me fucking nuts like that is like someone who is a deeply low info fan who thinks they're like plugged in i really yeah. just be such an asshole right no, now no, Mr. Condescending you're, Brick, you're right though and like i i say that like i i have i have gotten i i bombed on a dude on TikTok, who um, went, who went in my comments and was talking about, I, I couldn't believe this happened to me because I saw it on on Twitter earlier. Was talking about how all twenty two film shows twenty two different angles of the film, and he was claiming so to be good. a football coach. He was claiming to be a football coach, and like my thing is like I'm not trying to gatekeep college football fandom. Anybody can watch and enjoy college football. But if you're going to come and act like a football coach and claim that all 22 film is just 22 different angles of the same film, then like you deserve to get made fun of. Like, that's the thing. Like, yes. you're allowed to come in and be like, I don't really know what all 22 film is. Like, you know, I'm just that's here to okay. watch it. Everyone's learning shit. That's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's perfectly fine. Even if you never want to get past that level, just like, but don't pretend that you know things that you don't. And I think that's what gets me exactly like you're saying. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to have to never pretend and want to learn this sport inside and out, uh, all the takes, all the fandom hate, uh, what all 22 film actually is, 
Uh, you want to read scheme breakdowns from Patrick Mayhorn, one of our one of our buddies in the site. If you want to read the weekly Sunday Hangover, where I run through the best teams in college football and the most important games of the week, Kevin's columns at Ohio State, uh, Taylor Fulton's columns on Michigan, and a whole bunch of other shit. Um, come come down to Boogie and subscribe to me at midfield.com. Uh, we have premium articles every single week. We have a premium version of this podcast comes out once per week. Um, there are two free podcasts up in the field and a premium version of that as well. Um, and you also get access to truly, look, I am a guy who spent a lot of time on message boards in my life. Uh, football message boards. Otherwise, I have been a message board poster since I was in like sixth grade. It's, it's a deeply diseased part of my brain. I honestly think we have the best message board I've ever been a part of. Uh, there is nowhere better for college football. Like the average fan take, the average like obsession with the game. It is truly the best place. People were so fucking funny on our site too. Like Dude. way funnier than you or I are. The, the, the that, comments on the there thing. are unreal. That's yeah. how you know. Cause like, like it sucks when I, I told it that like my experience on like Twitter and like when I was over at 11 warriors, my experience was basically like, I make like a, a, a B minus joke. And then all of the discourse is like, haha, what if you said D plus joke instead? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. but like, since I, I, I love being on a message board and like being like internet friends with people that are significantly funnier than I am. Like the number yeah. of times that I'm like in tears laughing at some of the posts on our board, like it's so, so good. good, dude. And even like, it's funny because obviously you and I are not doing any kind of big time investigative journalism at the moment. Yeah. Uh, however, <laughs> we do also have like legitimate insiders in the board. Like there are people who are very yeah. plugged in within the Ohio state and Michigan programs and a few others on there. There are people who yeah. are pretty active in the big 10 right now. Like we have had some, I don't think I'm too far to lie when I'm saying like, we are having probably the most up-to-date and accurate, like reporting of the Michigan stuff, not reporting, but like just stop getting like the, the information, information flowing on the Michigan science doing scandal. Well, yeah. I well, think it's probably been better parsed and more accurate on there than anywhere else. hundred percent. And uh, you know, I, I talked about it on Twitter and we're going to get into it later. I promise we're actually going to talk about the Ohio state game this time, but like the, the conversation, they're just, I like, I think I sincerely don't even mean to bomb on like the Michigan reporters, but like, our information, I guarantee, is better than their information. I guarantee it, it. has been the whole way. And it has been the whole way. And like knowing where our information is coming from, it is better. Like I, I promise you it is better because I guarantee those Michigan guys are very plugged in, but they're very plugged in on the Michigan end. And so, of course, they're going to get the positive spun version of the news, which isn't necessarily reality because you believe it or not, Michigan is not the ones who are determining the punishment or determining the recourse in this situation. Right. So getting information from Michigan doesn't like it doesn't it's not helpful. So like all of them who are saying like all of the Michigan reporters who are saying like, oh, it's it's a slam dunk. He's going to get this injunction before and he's going to coach the game on Penn State. It's like, yeah, of course, Michigan thinks it's a slam dunk. That doesn't mean it's real. You know, yeah. and like there's there's just there's I don't know. There's there's just several cases where like I believe that those guys are plugged in, but they're plugged in in their own realm. And by, you know, just connections that you know, are exist in our world. Yeah. We have had a lot better information than a lot of people have had. And I don't think yeah. people are easy. Almost easy solely by accident. Yeah. Almost solely by accident. I wasn't going to say it, but yes, <laughs> almost solely by accident. But that, that like doesn't mean it's not true. Like, yeah. I think that's the thing is like it, we are right. And we are going to continue to be right because everything yeah. that we have said, there are things that have not come true yet 
that are, and I'm very confident that they are because things have played out exactly as we said they were going to. Yeah, and I'm gonna promise we'll stop tuning our own horns here in a second. This is not just, this is actually mostly for our community members. Yeah. Um, but yeah, also like the, the, yeah, the rate of media literacy on the board is so high that you have yeah. people like breaking down like, okay, this report came out, but like who is that guy's source? And like being mm -hmm. able to like triangulate like where the information's coming from. Like, oh, we know that, you know, Sam Webb talks to like the coaching staff, whatever, and so-and-so talks to the admin and, you know, like it's probably Jordan, you know, Jordan Acker leaking this thing because people like, like people are, people in the Michigan community are so good at knowing other people's connections. <clears throat> and I think people in our community are reading them too, the national reporters that like, you cannot just figure out like what someone's saying, but where it's coming from and exactly. why they're posting that at that time. It's honestly like our, our, our people on our board are fucking awesome. Like if you're someone already subscribed, isn't this huge kudos to you? You've been a great part of that. If you're considering joining, um, I promise you'll love it. It is, it is the, uh, it's the best place to be on the cultural internet. We truly love our site. We'd love to have you join. Um, Kevin, you want to talk some football? Talk about this Michigan state game. I do. I do. I think like, listen, like you, you heard us talk about last week's game and we didn't, we, we just chose not to talk about last, like last week, uh, the preview on our, um, on our premium podcast. We just, we kind of punted. We didn't want to talk about this game. And there's a reason why. Michigan State is horrific on both sides of the ball, having just a hellacious season, um, not good. And, you know, it was always supposed to be a blowout. But at the same time, I was very pleased by what I saw from Ohio State, um, really on both sides of the ball. We can talk about injuries in a little bit. And I think that's the only like concerning thing that came out of or even came before this game. But man, like, I feel good. You know, like it's it's Michigan State. Yeah. It's not, It's not like a it's not like a test or anything like that, but like the way Ohio state moved the ball, the way the running game looked, the way Travion Henderson looks like I'm, I'm happy. Me too. Me too. Completely. I mean, we held them to 182 yards of offense, uh, posted, I think 540 in our own right. Uh, 530 maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just a dominant day. The game was over at half the half. Yeah. Yeah. 35 to three at halftime. Um, Kyle McCord had by far his best game in an Ohio state uniform. Yeah. He um, looked good. It, like it wasn't, it wasn't just like, Cause you know, I, I don't know. We, we are very process over results people in here on both podcasts on our website, meaning oh, yeah. like we don't really care what your stat line looks like if the film didn't match it necessarily. So like if you're hitting a, a wide open receiver, but you're under throwing him by like 10 yards or, um, you know, you're, you're missing interceptions, but like throwing it right to defenders in their chest, like stuff like that. Like we want to see the process. I thought Kyle McCord looked great. I thought his like deep ball looked great. He had a deep ball to Marv. That was an, an incredibly placed ball. Um, and a great catch too. Both just great catch. perfect pass. Yeah. 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 I, I had mean, the ball to Kate Stover. He threw for that touchdown. That was the single too. best ball he's thrown all season. Um, yeah. like the pace on that ball to put it in a spot where only Kate could get to it. Like it was, it wasn't even a back shoulder throw. It was like a back hip throw. Like he put yeah. it down low where the safety who was coming across in the pylon couldn't get to no it. Chance. Yep. Um, great catch. Corner couldn't too. touch it. A great catch. Like just perfect balls right there. Um, yeah. I thought Kyle was absolutely on the money and look, I, like I understand it's Michigan state. I do get that. Michigan state has a bad football team. Like that's fair yeah. to say. Um, but there are things you can see about the way, like reading that defense is not that hard, right? They don't do that much. <laughs> like they're, yeah. they've been a pretty vanilla defense for a lot of years. They just used to have better athletes. Like they run a strict, like rip Liz cover match. Like it's, it's pretty straightforward. Yep. Um, it's been the same thing since like 2012. 
Um, but you still have to make the throws. You still have to see where the openings are and make the throws. They don't, I mean, like it's, it's not an easy thing to do for Kyle McCord this season. And that was the best version he's done of it. Um, I was super, super, super impressed by him. Uh, and the way he looked, I, I thought it was different. Um, and like the rushing attack was solid and the average five and a half yards carrying the day. Um, McCord wasn't sacked a single time. Michigan state only made two negative plays the entire day. They had two tackles for a loss. Um, they didn't really stuff anything for Ohio state. Uh, it was, and like they didn't hit, they had two plays of longer than 30 yards the whole day. Yeah. Like they weren't like hitting explosives or explosives. They were just moving the ball down the field in chunks every single time yep. and forcing punts for Michigan state every single time. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I mentioned it, but Travion Henderson, I said it last week, like what he brings, what he, how good he has been the past like three games since he came back from his injury. Like the running game is completely different when he is healthy and been playing the way that he has the past three games. Like it is not, I mean, you all listen to this podcast. Maybe you haven't, maybe you're a new listener, but we have been uh, pretty nihilistic about the Ohio state rushing attack. And just suddenly it's, I'm not going to say it's like a strength of the team. Like it's not like, but it's, it's good enough part of the team. It's yeah. It's plenty good enough. Like plenty good enough. Like yeah, the it's, counter it's, stuff they build off. Was, yeah. Was it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. With, with Xavier Johnson and stuff like that, he got involved in the, in the run game and they got Marv involved in the run game. Like that sort yeah. of stuff. When you threw like, off that orbit motion too, that was great. We called that in the yep. year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you have, I loved the, the action because it wasn't just a jet to uh, Marv. It was the, um, uh, Xavier Johnson was in motion too. So you had all of the, like it was like a counter to a wide receiver. Essentially. It was a beautifully drawn up play. I love that. The, yeah. the run to Marv, but yeah, I thought Ryan day was in his bag. Yeah, he was. He um, was. I wish, I wish he'd be in his bag against Michigan instead of, um, yeah, this is, this is a good one. I have to explain this one. There were two people, um, behind me and my wife when we were eating dinner on Thursday night talking about how, uh, um, she was explaining to the two boys that she was with that Ohio state was playing green Michigan, not blue Michigan this week. So, um, I, I wish Ryan day would have gone in his bag a little bit more against blue Michigan instead of green Michigan, but I'll take what we can get. <laughs> yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, there were fuck Jim Harbaugh chance ringing out in the stadium from both yeah, sides, the visitors and, and home. That was yeah, wonderful. Unity. Well, I spoke, yeah. Look, Michigan State knew who came in. They had a job to do. They knew it was a greater enemy to defeat this season. They had to lay mm-hmm. down for the Buckeyes and let Love us, it. you know, get our clear path healthy to uh, to Michigan. And they did their job. Um, I will say some injuries before this game, right? Um, they were without we Proctor. Proctor. Yeah. Yeah, without Proctor, without Ransom, without Eichenberg. It sounded like the Proctor and Eichenberg were just precautionary stuff, but they're, yeah. they're not really worried about it. I'm fine with that. Ryan day did say that quote, it was a longer term thing for ransom in the post game. Yeah. Which is concerning. Uh, if he is out for Michigan, I will officially be nervous. Um, I think he is very, very, very critical of what they do on defense. That would be really hard to replace him. I'm sure they just put setting that spot and then play more Hancock and then nickel, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely it's not great. great. Yeah. yeah. I thought Cody Simon played one of his best games as a Buckeye. Yeah. Um, he looked great. He looked great. I think there was a lot. Um, I mean, it was, it was him and steel on the field, most of the game together, which was, uh, I mean, obviously a look that we haven't really seen because Tommy Eichenberg doesn't usually come off the field, but, um, yeah. yeah Gabe was, Powers sighting for the second week in a row. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, I mean, you obviously don't love to have that many injuries this late in the year. It's always concerning. 
Um, but I, I, I don't, I'm not really worried about Proctor. I can work missing Michigan. They'll be back for that. For sure. I'm more ransom being out would make me officially nervous, right? Like I think he's going to be a key part of what they do to contain Colston Loveland and Roman Wilson. Um, I think him and Sonny will take two of those jobs. And if you're without ransom, all of a sudden that gets a little bit harder, like putting a Jihad Carter out there, or I don't yeah. think Lee Hartford's like, I don't think they, I don't think they trust Malik right now. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh, at that position. Um, I think Roman Wilson against Sonny Styles be a mismatch if Michigan can draw that. And that's something they did against Lathan Ransom a good bit last, last year. Um, I'm not really terrified of Michigan's receivers with our base personnel. Like I think it's, they're actually the opposite of terrifying. I think they're pretty easy to cover. Um, however, without Ransom, it is <clears throat> a little more room for error. Right. And, um, you don't love to see that. You do not love to yeah. see that, but we'll see. Um, yeah, look, man, the defense is great, man. Um, I thought Iggy had one of his best days, too, a corner. Yeah, he did. Um, he definitely did. He broke up yeah. a couple passes. Yep. Um, Hancock and Burke were steady as she goes, as always. Burke had a nice play in the run defense. Hancock yeah. almost had a second pick six, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, that kid's good, man. Yep. He's it, fast. It is, it is incredible how much Ohio State's corners, and, I mean, really the entire defensive backfield, has improved since last year. Like, yeah, huge day. credit to Tim Walton, Perry Eliano. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it, I don't know. Like, some of it is just like straight up development, too. And I think that's the wild thing. Like, these guys just weren't as good. Some of these guys just weren't as good last year as they are this year. And like, the only thing you can attribute that to is just like development, improvement. Like, yeah. The scheme hasn't, the scheme hasn't really changed. Like, it's, I don't know. The, the, I'd say the safeties is more personnel. Um, obviously, there's a lot of personnel changes there with uh, Tanner McAllister gone and um, Cam Martinez hasn't really played a meaningful snap most of the season. And, yeah. and um, oh, and uh, Ronnie Hickman is gone too. So, um, yeah. A lot of improvement. Now failing there, in the but... NFL. Yeah. Um, if you want me to find, if you want to pick a negative, what I'd say in this game, just to find one, because we got to do that. Um, Evan Pryor showed why he is the fifth running back on the roster. <laughs> yeah man it is up the, uh we were we were all big prior guys too coming into the like i think ahead of last year um, uh, speak, speak for yourself a little bit i, I mean I, okay okay, okay. <laughs> I, so i thought i thought he brought a unique skill set was it was that that's what true I, I did agree with that yeah. I, I i thought i thought that he would be like a change of pace you could use him as a receiver um like he's a, a speedy guy like no that's 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 not that's never going to be what the case is. I, I, I was wrong. I was very wrong. Um, he doesn't look anything like I expected him to. And, um, no burst and no wiggle basically. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if like, like could the in could he have just not bounced back from his injury? Like I, yeah, maybe he looks better next year. Yeah. Maybe he just does not look like the guy that they were recruiting out of high school. Like I, the tape does not match. Yeah. If I were him, I'd be fairly nervous the guys coming behind him, too, with Peoples and Lyle. Those are two very good running backs. Um, I don't know how long he is for Columbus, if I'm being honest. Yep. Yeah, I, I think. Next year is year four, dude. Damn, that's crazy. Is it? Or Yeah, it is yeah, year it four. Is. No, because he came in with Trey, and Trey's gone after this year. So, yeah, it's year four. Yeah, he might. He might. Might want to go play at Old Dominion. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick, but I mean, like, yeah. I don't, I like, you're not going to get the reps in Columbus. You might as well go try it somewhere. The chief. I mean, I mean, it, it sucks for him too, but like he hasn't even really gotten, he doesn't have the tape to be able to send to even like a Mac school or something, you know, like it's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of those places I think would take you off name alone. Yeah. Like just probably. talent. Like you can go to Eastern Carolina or East Carolina or, you know, Old Dominion and go to maybe James Madison has a spot for you. It's a great program. Coach Prime will take him. Yeah. Coach Prime will take you. Yeah. Look, there's gotta be some, um, some better opportunities there elsewhere. I just don't really see it with him. Yeah. Um, Parker Fleming had a few fuck ups too. Um, what a fucking idiot, dude. What a fucking moron. <laughs> were two of all, I said three penalties in the day. I think two of them were special teams. Yeah, and they avoided one um, by calling a timeout because it was going to be a delay of game. God damn it. They how, also how the had... fuck do you have a delay of game on a punt? Dude. Dude, I mean... <sighs> they they also had the... They let Michigan State convert the fake punt. Yeah. Um, it's just like, special teams will cost them a game. Yeah. The, the fake punt was like... Like I play enough Madden to know that there was a like ninety percent chance that was going to be a fake punt. <laughs> and Parker Fleming, I guess he just needs to play more Madden. I don't know. Like, would would Parker Fleming be better at his job if he played more Madden? He needs Tough to coach to somewhere outside of Columbus. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so obvious how bad they are. It's real bad, and like when. I, when everyone else like like we're we're pretty critical and we we are not like we're we're pretty quick to be critical and we're not gonna pull punches or like you know stump for the local team or anything like that like that's not who we are but when like everyone seems to have turned on Parker Fleming like I'm pretty sure like the Ward and the Berms of the world are out on Parker Fleming at this point like I remember even last year I think Berm was talking on his podcast like it's not clear what he does on the recruiting trail sort of thing like. They're just, he doesn't really do anything. And so, I don't know. It, it, it seems like officially the like popular narrative is that Parker Fleming sucks instead of it just being a fringe thing that we're worried about. Even our good friend Dan, um, a Michigan fan, at one point uh, during, I guess it was last week's game, um, he texted us and was like, I thought you guys were being babies about this whole Parker Fleming thing, but holy shit, like this is brutal. And it's like when a casual fan is parachuting in and dissing your, um, not a casual fan, a, a non Ohio state fan is parachuting in yeah. and dissing your special teams coordinator. Like it's, it's time to move on. There's one of the stats previews guys. Um, his name is also Parker Fleming. His at stats of war on Twitter. He's a great uh, follow, he says, he says, I can all, yeah, he's great. He says, I can always tell whenever, uh, whenever Ohio state is uh, kicking off for its game, because their fans start like my name starts getting tweeted a thousand times. I'm going to get Google <laughs> alerts about it. Um, dude, it's, I think like the, we're getting to the point where like the average Ohio state fan, that the guy who, you know, talks about the game on a Thursday night, his buddies with Bob at Bob Evans, like knows about Parker Fleming. Yeah. And you shouldn't, um, you should not know Parker Fleming's name. No, no, it's like the only assistants you should know are the coordinators and like Larry Johnson. Yeah, Brian Hartline. Well, I guess he's a coordinator yeah. now, but yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's about it. If, if you know any more than that, things are going badly for your job. Yeah, or, or yeah, or, or great, but yeah, you, yeah. No, nobody should know who Ohio State special teams coordinator is, much less like most people. 
God, he's so fucking bad, man. Um, yeah, it's pissing me off. It's it's officially pissing me off. <laughs> and, and like, like the the funniest part is you were pretty pissed about Parker Fleming being a special teams coordinator in general. Like when when it was announced, like you were pretty pissed that he was going to be a. Um, I was like, pissed he was full, hired. Yes, have a yeah, full time position. I was pissed they were hiring special teams coordinator in the first place as a full time coach, as his only role. I was pissed about them hiring him specifically for that job that's underqualified, yeah. uh, massively underqualified. And I've been pissed every day since because I was so right about it. And it's so obvious that they don't do anything and they don't change it. I've been pissed now because they won't change anything. Yeah. Like Dave gets asked about it every fucking week and he just says the same dumb answer, but how we evaluate every coach every day and yeah. not well enough, motherfucker, not good enough. <laughs> uh, Mick Marotti's still around. So sorry, I'm just gonna get I'm gonna get my rant out of the way because I was mostly very happy. Fucking Mick Marotti, too. We had a Keystone Cops ass injury where our backup quarterback hurt his ankle in pregame warm-up because he was jumping around. What kind of fucking what, what kind of operation is this, dude? Yeah. I, I, that's not good. Three key starters out with injury. Uh fourth Mike Hall got taken to the I, I think he ended up being fine. But Mike yeah. Hall was taking the locker room during the he game. Was. Um and you also had Devin Brown hurting himself during pregame warm-ups as a quarterback. He's a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's not great. It's not great. But Fucking Keystone Cops. I, I think. I think my thing was like I. I was fine on principle with um, with like hiring a, a full-time special teams coordinator. So I was like, I mean, ideally, like if you if you have like if you want to value that position and you want a guy to be like awesome and like take ownership of it, whatever, like that's fine with me. At the end of the day, like do it. But it has been a Ohio State has a full time special teams coordinator and has one of the worst special teams in college football. And like that's that's the problem for me. Like if if you're gonna hire somebody whose sole job is to do special teams and gets paid half a million dollars a year to coach special teams, it, it needs to be like at least above average. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um we need to do the ALS shit Parker Fleming to Iraq challenge around Ohio. Um, <laughs> I need him out of the country. I just need him not in Columbus. Hey, look, he can go back to Capitol. That's fine. But he needs to complete yeah. a mandatory period of, of two years of military service before coming back to America. Um, with Connor Stallions. With Connor Stallions. I want his out. ass gone. They should hang out. Maybe he'd learn a thing or two. He's yeah. so fucking dumb. Like, he's just... I don't think he... like. It's honestly unfathomable how often the mistakes keep happening with zero changes and then how few players like know the rules of what you're supposed to do in special teams, like let alone know their assignments. They don't even yeah. know the rules of the game, let alone the assignments. It's yeah, just it's terribly drilled. It's not great. The personnel it's... doesn't make much sense at the time, too. They're putting fucking starters out there to play special teams. What's this guy's what's his deal? What is his problem? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's not great. I loved um I, I, I love occasionally I will um tweet I mean not occasionally. Every game I tweet bullshit about Parker Fleming. And uh last time I was um I tweeted like Parker Fleming fucking sucks or something like that and Cam Johnston liked my tweet. And so when you when, when the former punter is turned on uh turned on my your special God. teams coordinator, that's how you know. 
Yeah, what's Drew Crispin doing? He's just making TikToks every day. We get him to post about this. You can hit him up yeah. on TikTok, and I should. You should I actually should. hit him up on TikTok and ask for his thoughts on Parker Fleming. Yeah, uh, I, I, he never, think, he never played he, for him, right? Yeah, no, he he did, he did. Okay, two years ago, I think. But I can I can get Cam to, Cam will come and talk about. It. I mean, he's, he's a little he's a little busy in the NFL currently. Honestly, in the offseason, we should call him up. We should get him on the pod. Oh, he'd he'd one hundred percent do it. He wouldn't care. Let's go. Okay. So. Um. Deal. Yeah, I'll, All right. I'll get him booked. He, he'd do it. He doesn't. He'd, he'd be cool to talk about. That yeah. As long as we, we he'd, he'd love to teach us about cricket too, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. So I know a little bit about Aussie rules football. Like we'll we can talk that. about that. We can talk about his Aussie, Aussie football career. He's in a video game in a Aussie football video. Oh, oh yeah. I can anyway. tell him. Uh, I, I watched an Aussie rules final here in New York. I can tell him about that. Did you, um, did, do you understand the rules? Uh, very vaguely. Um, I watched a Springboks game of the Rugby World Cup. I know a little bit about Australia. I got I got some friends out there. I'm, I know a little bit. He'd be surprised. Okay. Um, I had a, a friend in Queensland uh, who did a, did a little tour down there. Um, okay. I got some stuff. But uh, other notes to the game, I guess. Jelani Thurman, that was cool. Seeing him play. Yeah. Yeah, He's definitely. a big son of a bitch. He, he is. He is. I mean, they're, the, the tight end position is going to be fascinating going forward. Um with Cade Stover leaving and G Scott really not being a tight end, tight end. Um, though I guess he's got a whole year to kind of fix that a little bit, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where the position goes, but I, I like Jelani Thurman a lot. Me too. Me too. Um, he moves pretty well at that size, um, which is tough to do as big as he is. Uh, I, I was, I was definitely very impressed. Um, yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, overall, I know the score was only thirty-eight to three, but like it was over. At it was half. thirty-five. Yeah, it was thirty-five to three. Like thirty-five for, to three at the time. Yeah, and then thirty-three final. Yeah, it they was just um, Yeah, it was done. I mean, I think Marv and Mecca played one drive in the second half. Um, I don't. I don't know for sure if they did. I know Travion Henderson got pulled um, the first drive. I think Kyle McCord and the offensive line played one one drive. I'm not sure okay. if Mecca and uh, Marv did. Fair enough. Fair enough. So. Um, yeah, it's easy right now, man. It's it's very easy right now. And, okay, uh, I, I, I'm I'm going to get this out here too. We we've been, I, I said this last week. I think this is pretty clearly Ryan Day's worst team, like, you know, up, up since like he's taken over as head coach. I think this is probably yeah, his worst. This team. was twenty. I'm starting to come around. Maybe 2021 was worse, but certainly maybe. for now it's this one. Yeah, maybe. But like weirdly, especially when I think about it in terms of like the national landscape. I sincerely think they can win the national title with this team. Like I, at this point, I sincerely believe that they could. I'm like looking around at the other teams and I'm like, I don't know. Like it, it just doesn't, it, there doesn't feel like a team that I am certain is going to kick Ohio state's ass. Yeah. Um, I think I agree with that. I think Georgia worries me a bit mm-hmm. as they always do. But like, like at this point last year, I think everyone was just like, fuck this. Like, Georgia's going to run through this team pretty much every other season. It's like this defense sucks. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. But like this year, it's just like, eh, no, I mean, it'd be, yeah. It'd I mean, Georgia still has Mike Bobo as its OC. Like, yeah. It's that's still... the thing. That's the thing. And like Washington, like I, I wanted to be afraid of Washington. I tried really hard when they were playing um, Utah. It's like, no, like if Utah's doing this to, to Washington's defense, like, come on. Yeah. I think if we beat Michigan, we can hang with anybody. 
Yeah, 100%. Um, and, and based on, we're going to get into this now, based on what we saw against Michigan, I okay. guess. I'm a little more confident. Yeah. yeah so let's, fine. so before we do that really quick, I'm also very confident in our sponsor, Homefield Apparel. Mm. Um, Kevin, do you want to tell the people about Homefield Apparel? Homefield Apparel is the premier vintage style college football oh, yeah. apparel website on, on the internet. Um, and they're not just a website, they've got the goods too. And it is soft, it is stylish. You will get compliments. Um, and you will be warm. You will be, you will be feeling nice. Um, yeah, man, it is, it's not just Ohio state stuff. They do have a great selection of Ohio state stuff. Um, but you know, all across the college football landscape, um, you can be a Penn state fan. You can be a coastal Carolina Chanticleer. I guess I don't know for sure if they have all of these colleges that I'm listing off, but they have almost every FBS school by now. Odds, odds are you, it would be a lot harder for you to find one that they do not have than Yes, they did. So, um, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, if you're listening to this and you have a, another team, um, maybe you went to grad school, maybe you didn't go to school at all. And you just have a local team that you want to support home fields. Probably yeah. got it. Um, maybe you just need someone to match an outfit. Yeah. That's totally fair too. Trying to get a fit off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> maybe like, you, again, uh, maybe you're a fan of the team lists us for like advanced scouting for some reason. Maybe you're a fan of Minnesota or Michigan. Still listening yeah. If, if you were, if you were in Michigan scouting department and you need to blend in with all of the teams that you could end up <laughs> facing in the future, you need to load up so that your closet, you, you don't want to be yeah. out of place as you're instead of wearing plain sideline. black gear while holding a phone directly at the opponent's <laughs> sideline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's an option. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of fucking awesome gear on there man it is uh like you said it's stylish it's soft it's cool um and they're not just a brand they're our friend <laughs> they are they but are. if you want to get 15 percent off your first order um you can use the code meet at midfield for that if you somehow have not gotten some you really got to get on that it is the best gear in the, in the country um if you have already purchased from them and uh you know, you want more, uh, just tell them we sent you just, I don't know. I think there's a comment section. Just type in meet at midfield in the comments or make a joke about the triangle shirtwaist factory fire as we always do on flipping the field, uh, <laughs> which they were not involved in to our knowledge. Uh, their investigators have never proved a conclusive link. Um, just like Harbaugh. Yeah. Dude. Speaking of not proving inclusive link, uh, <laughs> did you see the comments about Paul Keels on our board yesterday? Oh no, no, I did not. No, no, no. There was, uh, it was fucking hilarious. Someone got me very good. Uh, <laughs> there was some comment when someone was driving home through Ohio from the Penn state game, one Michigan fan who said there were jokes on the radio uh, from the broad, like Ohio state's broadcasters were joking about a chocolate cake, but not the kind you eat. And everyone's like, what the fuck were they talking what about? What does like, that what? mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, one knows. And then, uh, someone is going, <laughs> I fell for about 30 seconds where they were saying, well, look, Paul Keels was linked to several drug investigations in the 1990s. And, uh, they were talking about yellow cake, <laughs> yellow cake heroin. And, uh, but I'm just pretty surprised they joked it openly about it on the radio. And then it was, uh, it's obviously very fake. Paul Keels has no drug arrests or suspicions. Uh, <laughs> I think every, there were like five comments like, wait, what the fuck are you? Are you being serious? Paul Keels is a trafficker. Uh, it was pretty good. Have me going. And having going. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I yeah, love that it's really... completely plausible too, though. Like that's just that's awesome. That's some Ohio shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Oh man, really good. Um, well, look, the other game we're going to talk about, Kevin, is Penn State Michigan. Obviously, it was the big game of the day nationally. Uh, we have a lot of personal interest in that. 
Uh, Penn State won by nine. It was 24-15. Uh, or, or, sorry, Michigan won by nine, 24-15 at Penn State. A um, couple scores laid for each team. It kind of uh, moved it from a one-score game to a two-score game, just barely. Uh, Penn State, the day after, fired its offensive coordinator, Mike Yersich. Uh, deservedly so, overdue. yeah. Yeah, deservedly so. So I, my thoughts on this, Michigan's defense was pretty much as advertised, right? Penn State couldn't really do shit. I think a lot of that also falls on Mike Yersich and Drew Aller yeah. not being able to do shit. Yeah. Um, I thought Penn State ran the ball fairly well. I was pretty surprised and sort of going away from Katron Allen to Nick Singleton. I don't really understand why, where they kind of kept splitting carries. Allen was the better back all day. Um, I was pretty baffled by that. In fact, I thought, I thought I Allen think, should have. I think uh, the, the thought like is, is a um, casual Penn state fan for Saturday was that Nick Singleton, at least like, it's kind of like the Travion Henderson thing where like if Nick Singleton gets, gets yeah. space, he could technically hit a home run. And in a game that's that close, like if you can create something and like one, one run could have been like a game changer there. It know? basically was for Michigan, right? They had like yeah, two explosives in the first half. And that's what the yep. difference in the game was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought Penn state's defense was largely excellent on the day. However, in the first half, they had some really confusing choices where they were, they were crashing hard on everything and over yeah, the, the, over, the overloads and like Michigan just had a couple They didn't disguise shit. Yeah. They didn't no. disguise anything. Just, Unbalanced blitzes, heavy pursuit, heavy crashing, and Penn State just got a couple of runs where like they didn't get home. And Edwards, like, first of all, that guy's vision is fucking terrible. <laughs> he does not see the field at all. It's um, remarkable. It's remarkable yeah, like, how bad he got. Like, ran I ran into his lineman's got... ass for like a full four seconds more bouncing it out. Yeah, I have a take, and you can you can try to talk me down on this if you want. Okay, I don't think Michigan's offensive line is anywhere near as good as it was supposed to be. I completely or, agree. Or, I think or, it's in fact like just barely above average. Like I, I think I think everybody's just like, oh, it's weird that the running game kind of isn't it isn't as good as it was last year. And I'm like, I, maybe it's not that weird. And they're also like, I mean, I watched that game. Those like those tackles. If there's a reason why JJ McCarthy did not drop back and pass the ball the vast majority of that game, because like yeah. that first drive, he simply could not like. It was going to be a no. They got whipped. Game. Yeah, I, I mean, one hundred percent. They had a sack point. early on, and like I think Penn State only finished with that first sack. But they were like, he only had McCarthy had eight dropbacks the day. He had eight passes for seven, uh, seven completions for sixty yards, and some of those uh, were real quick too, or designed rollouts where Penn State didn't have a chance. Like they were, they schemed the hell out of one hundred percent. I I would never have expected. I mean, Ohio State's offensive line played Penn State way more straight up and way better, like significantly yes. better than Michigan did against those exact same players. It was like, yeah, Michigan looked remarkably bad in the offensive line. I couldn't agree more. Like even the running tackle, like they, they, they averaged less than five yards a carry in the day. And a lot of that was like, again, those over pursuits where a running back made something happen. Like Cora made something happen once on a big explosive. He had a 22 yard run or 44 yard run. Or uh, Edwards had a, had a couple runs too. Yeah. Uh, McCarthy's long was 13. Edwards long was 22. And that one where he, ran into his lineman's ass and eventually bounced it outside. Yeah. Um, they like just straight up, like down to down, the running attack was not very efficient or effective at all. Um, it was pretty pedestrian. Their passing pro was actively bad. Keegan got whipped on, on, on back to back possessions. Good Lord. Uh, and that's, they went away from it. I mean, that, like their, their tackles are fat and slow. That's the problem. Um, they look shitty. Like they look pretty shitty. 
Uh, and to be fair, like, and everyone was saying, like, I think Michigan fans, like, yeah, we just played man ball and ran down their throat. They didn't really do that. Like, Michigan wasn't crushing it on the rush attack. Their success rate was like 38% in the rush attack. Um, they weren't really running the ball that well. They just had to do that because they couldn't pass. I think they, after like the seven minute, 35 second mark, they didn't th- throw the ball the rest of the day. They had one attempted pass in the second half that was flagged as a fucking phantom PI uh, against Kalen King. But besides that, they did not pass the ball the rest of the day. Uh, 30 over 37 minutes of game time without, without a pass. Um, yeah, that's that. that. I mean, like, obviously, I don't think, obviously yeah. they won, but like, uh, they, they can't, they can't do that against Ohio state. They like, did not look like the SP plus number one team in the country uh, to me. Like I thought, I know the score was one point better for Michigan, but I thought Ohio state played better against, against Penn state than Michigan did. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I yeah, I'm like, Aller had nothing. Penn State's offense had nothing. I mean, but Michigan only outgained Penn State by like 40 yards of the day. Uh, there were there were just so many times. It was it was, God. There were just so many times when like Penn State would get the ball, and it's like <clears throat> if Penn State scores a touchdown here, like this is a whole new game. But like you knew damn well that they weren't scoring a touchdown. Like no. Yeah. Right after, after when, that when fumble, Aller lost that fumble, that was yeah, it. That was the game. That was it. Yeah. The, the game was over. Because I think Michigan yeah. went down and scored a touchdown too on that drive. I think with like two or three plays, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, no, I was not very impressed by Michigan at all, actually, in that game. I, I didn't think they did much. Um, and like you can, I, I know that probably the, the counter argument is like, well, they didn't have to. Penn State sucks. They were just saving something for Ohio State. Like, you hope. You know, like, yeah, we, we made that argument for years in a row. I've heard that before. Yeah. Uh, right. It doesn't do that shit. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, look, Blake Corm is still very good. I thought, I thought he did a lot for them, but like, yeah, I love Blake Corm. but even he like was getting hit the line and like, you know, getting one or two yards a lot of times. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's a smaller guy and he's more of a, he's more of a, a hole finder and like, a, he's not a guy that's going to like power through holes for the most part. Um, he did that some. I think he's decidedly the better back between him and Edwards. But like, yeah, I don't know. It, the reason why their running their running game has been taking a step back this year is not because Blake Corum. It's because their offensive line is significantly worse this year than it was last year. So, yeah, um, yeah, man. I, I just and and like, I guess. Maybe Michigan secondary is awesome. I'd have no idea because Drew Aller was. That is there. Is, well, is like, I, I, throwing that fucking fade at Will Johnson was so stupid. Like, I, Will Johnson has looked pretty stiff this year. And the one thing he has is size. They threw a fade at him in the end zone. It didn't go any. Like, Penn State's passing attack is so bad. I, uh, yeah. I, I don't. Like, I, everybody, everybody's on Yersich. And for good reason. Like, he called a horrific game. Um, yeah. it, it has been bad all is year. Bad. Really bad. I don't know how they kept him. Like, I don't know how they just kept rolling with him because at some point, who's the guy, who's the guy that's behind him? Uh, the, the running quarterback or whatever. I don't remember his name. Uh, I know you're talking about, uh, he's a younger kid. I, I know exactly. He may have forgot his name as well. Um, but like he, he is a, you, you can look it up if you want. And we kid deserves his name. They've used him. in isn't the it zone. Bo Probola? Is that right? That's, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, 
they've used him in the red zone. They've used him as like a change of pace quarterback a few times. It's like a running quarterback. Like, listen, whatever Drew Aller was getting you with his quote unquote arm, like just, just make the switch in that game. If you have like three more plays, like a couple more first downs, like that was a close game. The vast. Well, I thought Aller ran game. well, actually he did. He did. But like, but yeah, know. but it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like just, just, just nothing there. Switch it up and run a read option. And then at least Michigan has to like react and do something, you know, like I, I, I just, it was, it was reminiscent of like those NFL teams that have those just shitty quarterbacks, like, um, like Daniel Jones or like, um, <laughs> like, like, like that sort of situation where the guys like completed like four passes in a game and it's like, all right, well, we're a touchdown down and they have the ball. What do you think is going to happen? Like, God, like, just just abysmally bad yeah no i agree i mean man just jack shit uh for Penn state's offense yeah like I, I don't think michigan's receivers look good at all either like the receivers are tight end i know i know loveland and loveland and barn are the two tight ends combined for three catches for 19 yards and i think those were all pretty much like rollouts where mccarthy the, the fucking the one kid, Caitlin King. There was the one play where Michigan had, a, I think it was Barn, maybe it was Loveland. I can't recall. Double covered, and King was the one chasing McCarthy in pursuit as he went out to his right. And this dumb motherfucker looks like Scooby Doo and like you know, right yes. away from the villain, where he went to go triple cover the receiver instead of chasing down McCarthy and forcing it was, him. And it led to a big gain. For it was McCarthy. on fourth down. It was on fourth down. All he has to yeah, do is thirteen yard gain. All yeah. he has to do is make that tackle, and it's uh, Penn State gets the ball back. They were already up seven. So stupid, yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, Penn State when they had that fumble into a Michigan touchdown without that without that fumble, you just punt there. This is like a field goal game that that yeah. just. I mean, yeah. I, I was not very impressed by Michigan, and their offensive line looks overrated to me. I think they look very good. I, I mean, their defense played well, but again, you're judging a curve playing against Penn State. Um, it's not like Penn State does much on offense. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, like I, I'm very curious. We're, I mean, we're going to talk about this matchup a lot more um, heading into the actual game, whatever uh, the Ohio State Michigan game. We've got two weeks until then. But like, my thing is, Michigan didn't really pass the ball. So, like, I, I know you said you weren't really impressed by their passing game. They just chose not to do it. Like, they yeah. simply chose not to. Um, I don't. I don't. It didn't look good when they were dropping back the first half of the game. Like attempt yeah, they can't pass. get open. Roman Wilson couldn't get a target. They couldn't. He couldn't get him open. And I don't think Penn State's secondary is as good as Ohio State's secondary. I, I just think don't. I agree. I think it's good, but not as good as ours. And so, but Penn State's pass rush is better too. So I just I, I don't yeah. I just I don't I don't think that that doesn't sound good for Michigan. Like it, maybe their defense is just going to shut down Kyle McCord. Like I I don't know. Like I certainly possible. I, yeah, I yeah, left but... that game like. Uh, heading into that game, I thought that Michigan was decidedly the more talented team on both sides of the ball. And I, I would have expected Michigan to come in. Like even the score is kind of irrelevant. It's just how the game was played. Like I thought Michigan was going to dominate that game. And like, maybe it would be like closer because like, you know, some, some weird juju and happy Valley or something like that. But like, I expected Michigan to clearly look like the better team in that game. And it's like, man, if Penn state just has like, a different warm body at quarterback and maybe like a slightly more competent offensive coordinator. Like I think they win that game. Yeah. 
if they ran the football more, like if they, if they, like they should have done what Michigan, like both of those teams should have not passed the ball. Yeah. Um, Penn state should have run just as much as Michigan did. Yeah. Uh, and they chose not to like that. I mean, like that's, I think if Penn state commits to Katron Allen and it runs the football with him 25 times to the 13, this, I don't know if they win the game, but it certainly would have been more competitive. And um, I, I, I get, I get that Michigan fans are getting like, turned on by the fact that they were able to win a game where they ran like 37 times in a row. Like I'm, I'm it's trying, not going to work against a serious football. Like, when I'm you're trying, Georgia I'm, or Ohio exactly. State or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. Imagine if Ohio state was playing a game and they, Ohio state's playing Penn state, for example, later earlier in this earlier this year. And Kyle McCord almost gets sacks, takes a couple sacks they attempt eight passes in the first half, whatever. And then Ryan Day decides to exclusively run the ball and run it 37 times in a row to end the game. What would our podcast be like the next day? <laughs> We're fucked. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like I, I would have been like apoplectic. I would have like been ready to like walk into the ocean. Like I, I would have felt horrible, even if Ohio state came out with the win. But like these guys are like convincing themselves that like it was a man ball. Yeah, you like man yeah. ball optimistic. We ran, we won in a hard way. It's like, no, like that's really concerning. Like that is really concerning that you cannot all... do that to fucking Georgia or, or no. like Ohio State or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it is really concerning that you felt that badly about your passing game that you just chose not to use it the entire game. Like that's that's a yeah. bad sign. Yeah, I mean McCarthy went from the betting Heisman favorite to not on the board. A lot of places I saw. Yeah, rightfully so. Like that was that was insane. And like again, it's not like they were running the ball because they were getting a ton of success on the ground either. They were getting like you know they're average. Like it's not like they just kept like doing what was working and just like running a play until they stopped it. Like it wasn't the second half of Ohio State. Remember like 2021 when they just like ran it at will and Ohio State couldn't stop it. Like it yeah. wasn't that like they were, you know, they had three and outs in there. They were getting stopped on downs. They were punting. Like they just did not have any faith at all in their passing game. None. Yeah. Yeah. None of their tackles, none of McCarthy to create something. And it's kind of what I said in the pregame that I was like, I think Penn state's pass rush can disrupt that ability for McCarthy to pull those rabbits out of his hat on third down. And I feel correct about that. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't to be, know if to be fair, like if, the same thing. Yeah. In, in a vacuum, Michigan did what they needed to do to win a game, but it is very concerning that that's what they needed to do to win this game. Yes. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and I think, I think the one positive take away from them, I mean, one, they won the game, but two, like, I think that does build a level of confidence of like, Hey, look, we, we came in and they, like to them in their heads, like they're like, oh, we came out under adversity. We were unfairly persecuted. We never had coach, and we still marched to Happy Valley and won a tough game, and you know, ran the football down their throats and won. It's like that's cool to think that way. I think it's probably a lot of false bravado. I, I think that like that is something they're going to realize as we get further into this that they don't got it, man. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I know what the SP Plus says. I was just not that impressed. I really was not that impressed yeah, by Michigan. The the entire um, mo the majority of the game, I am thinking like, is this the team that you sold your soul for? Like, this is the team that you are like begging the NCAA and the Big Ten to delay their punishment to protect. Like, I there's this team isn't winning a national title. Like, I don't know if they're gonna. I, I'm not ready to like dem or like 
declare that Ohio State's going to beat Michigan or that like Ohio State's decided. Yeah, but it's not a title team. Yeah. This this Michigan team isn't winning a title. Like I will guarantee that it's not going to happen. They could like, could they be Washington? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like they could do a better version of what Utah did. They could beat Texas. Texas just lost their running back for the season. Texas kind of sucks. They're not, they're not going to beat Ohio state and then two playoff opponents. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I would not pick them against Georgia or Bama or Ohio State tomorrow. I don't think I picked them against Oregon. I think those four teams would all beat them. I think it'd be a pick. I think Ohio State's better right now. Like after watching that game, um, I think I would take a. I think I would take Washington to be a pick 'em. My opinion. Yeah, they'd be favored against Texas. Um, Florida State. Florida State's I'd probably take Florida State. We're going to say tricky. I don't know how much I trust their run defense. Um, they their also, have a, nice, also they have a really good, too. they have a really good pass rush though. They're, yes. nah, I actually don't know. If I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I, I kind of like Florida state. Like, I don't know. That'd be a good game. That'd be a good bowl game. I'd like to see that one happen. If Penn state, if Michigan backs into the playoff, um, the playoff right now, I mean, we're, I'm sure we'll do it more at length as we get closer to it in the next two weeks. But like, there are eight teams alive for it. And, or, I mean, Louisville's alive too, but I'm not betting on it. Um, there are some very good games coming up between those teams. Like you have obviously the final week of the season, you'll see Ohio state play Michigan. Um, we're almost certainly going to see a Washington, Oregon rematch of the PAC 12 title. We're going to see a Georgia Bama game, in the PAC 12 title. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see Florida state Louisville in the, in the ACC title. Yeah. I said, Georgia Bama in the SEC title like this way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Florida State Louisville in the ACC title. Um, everyone except Texas plays a marquee opponent in the next three weeks. Um, yeah. We're getting down to it, man. I mean, the the, the funniest outcome is going to be when Oregon State beats both Washington and Oregon in these next. Yeah. Weeks. Hilarious. I mean, it would be, it would be truly funny. Um, I think they play Washington again if that happens, right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And then they win again. Yeah, that'd be great. Should the new Utah thing? Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be. I, I am feeling a lot more confident going to Den Arbor after that game. Yeah, uh, that's all I wanted. Actually, it's it's the best case scenario, like that. Michigan didn't go in and like dominate Penn State. Like, yeah, it, it was it was James Franklin and Mike Gersich just like pooping their their pants. And Drew Aller, to be fair, like that also was. I cannot believe that. That's somebody that Penn State is starting at quarterback. Um, yeah, they, that, I mean, it's it's best case scenario because I feel great after that game, and it gives Michigan a false sense of confidence. Like there, there is absolutely like I have I have been here enough. I've I've been on the other end of wins like that enough, or the the winning end of wins like that enough. Like there is no reason for Michigan fans to feel confident after that win. Like no. none at all. No, no. Um, I can't, I can't wait for that game, man. I, I, I'm starting to feel pretty good. I'm getting my hopes up again, get ready to get dashed, but I, uh, I feel pretty good. It, it reminds me oh, it, b- before we get there, it reminds me, this is what's keeping me, me a little bit grounded. It reminds me of how I was feeling after, um, Michigan played Illinois. Yeah, year. but that was different. I thought, right. I was like, oh, quorum's going to be out. That was an ugly game. Also that Illinois team, like like to play the same ugly football games mm-hmm. that Michigan did. It kind and of it was a very good Illinois team too. Like I, yes. I really liked that team too. Yeah. Likewise, this is like, 
they had an elite not the Penn State's bad, but, but yeah. like I don't think it was like as much what Penn State did to Michigan. They did do some things, but like more so that Michigan didn't have the goods for an answer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and then Ohio State. Like Michigan like, played a good game, but they played like like I don't think anyone like fucked up a lot for Michigan. No. They just didn't have the guys. Yeah. And then in uh, that that year, last year too, Ohio State immediately followed up that game by like shitting their pants against Maryland and barely winning. So that was a little cause cause for concern too. So it's a little different yeah. that Ohio State just went and had probably their most complete game of the year against Michigan State. But yeah, yeah man, all yeah. in all, I'm I am feeling good. Me too. I, f- I feel pretty fucking good too. Uh, I'm sure Dan will be screen recording this video to save in case we lose. Um, <laughs> rightfully so. Rightfully so. That's what he should I get do. it. I get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'd yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would too. Um, look, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of post bookmark as well. I'm, I have some shit coming. I'm excited. Uh, you want to talk about Sharon Moore? Yeah, man. I think everyone knows our take on this. To go out there after you were caught red-handed, like in an extensive cheating scandal, to have but you're your not coach, denying to be, but to you're be not clear. denying at all. You're not denying to have your coach suspended for it because, and like your complaint due process that took so long to the game because you asked for a delay and were granted yeah. it. So then you know throw a hissy fit because you didn't know it's the last second because you tried to fight it in the court of law instead of taking yeah. the big time punishment you already agreed to. Um. All of these things, then go out and act like you were the fucking victim of a school shooting or terrorist attack the day before that you fought through so much adversity and your players had to, you know, get this heart to win. And the cry like a baby about it. Shut the fuck up. That was yeah. so fucking annoying. Yeah. And I think the good news is that Michigan's on an island there thinking that was cool. Like, yeah, the, the, everyone else was laughing at them. Yeah. The, the national the national narrative about that is exactly what you said. Like, you don't get to play the victim here. Like, come on. And then and then Santa Ono today too. Did you see his post? His tweet? The which which one? The the bet one? Because he said that too. No, they all said bet for the game. The, the yeah. Michigan president today tweeted countless members, his name is Santa Ono, countless members of the University of Michigan family have reached out to me over the weekend. I wanted oh, to God. express my appreciation. Like any community, we face our share of challenges and adversity. There have been many such moments in our history, but as our team showed so clearly yesterday, we will respond to any challenge head on with the conviction to do better and to emerge even stronger. Go blue. You don't, you're not responding to adversity. You got caught. You cheating. created this. Yeah. The adversity is you cheating. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's everything about this is insane. The whole due process thing is insane too, because like the process is literally outlined in the sportsmanship policy that you agreed to, like whenever they agreed to the sportsmanship yeah, policy. They're, now they're just complaining that the Big Ten doesn't have the authority to do it. That's their new thing. Well, we'll see because the courts are going to hear that too. Yeah. I, lo- I luck, love that too. I loved that too. Like the entire. Uh, and they did get their friendly judge. They had a former Michigan Bo Schembechler football player who heard the fucking injunction and well, said no. Yeah, yeah. and Because he didn't end up... Because the thing, it was reported first that it was actually a different judge, but then it wasn't. It came out after the fact that it was him who heard it. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't grant it. They thought it'd be fucking easy street. You yeah, couldn't they, get a Bo Schembechler player who's publicly elected in Washtenaw County to agree to you. Well, what and, and legitimacy like, do you think your claim has? But the thing is, like, okay, so, so, so I, I have expressed this to you with 
like Michigan, everybody who hears is um, who hears these things is confident. Like anybody who goes into a legal proceeding is always confident in their side. Like that's just that's just yeah. how court cases work. And um, if you're not confident, then like that, you know, that's a different story. But what's the like, old quote? Everyone has a game plan to like get punched in the mouth. Exactly, exactly. And so everybody. Is that a Woody is Hayes quote? Who's that? Uh, that was, was, it might be. Uh, hold up. Um, but yeah, anyway, who is Mike Tyson? <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like Mike Tyson, but it's Woody Hayes now. Uh, who killed Hitler? It's Mike Tyson. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, anyway, Woody Hayes now. But he, yeah. but my thing is like everybody is confident in their own lawyers, and so like it makes sense that Michigan thought it was a slam dunk, and it makes sense that it's no secret like our sources on this have been on the Big Ten side, like mostly on the Big Ten side, and so. It makes sense that to say like, well, I mean, the Big Ten's pretty confident in their in their case too. But to me, when they were not granted this injunction immediately, when it was presented to the judge on Friday night, by the way, because I think they were anticipating that they would immediately like they were uh, they were quote unquote camped out waiting for this and they were ready to like fight it immediately. So when this dropped on Friday afternoon and they sent it to a judge. And it wasn't immediately granted, especially after like, I guess it was like 18 hours or something like that. That to me tells me that this was nowhere near the slam dunk that they thought it was going to be. At the very least, I don't know what's going to happen when this court case comes out on, is it Thursday or Friday? Is that the next one? I think Friday. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen at that case. And I don't think, I think anybody who claims that they do is lying to you because like I said, everybody is going to be confident in their own side on that. But the fact that Michigan didn't win this as they thought they were going to tells me that I don't think their case was as much of a slam dunk as they they seem to believe that it was. So we'll see what happens. We will certainly see. I uh, I'm looking forward to it. I um, I think the hysterics are ridiculous, and we'll see what happens with Sharon Moore too. We'll, we'll see what happens over the course we'll of the next week with Sharon Moore. The um, next week, next few weeks, we'll see. Yeah. Um. There's some, there's some word out there. There is some word out there. That would be one of the um, funniest, the funniest possible outcome. God, I, I do wonder, like, I know the Big Ten's supposed to be the adult in the room, be, you know, be impartial at this shit. But you have to wonder if the way Michigan's responded with all this stuff, the way they've been fucking childish in their response, and, you know, you have to wonder if the petulance is getting to the Big Ten a little bit. And they wanted, like, that's what happened to NCAA. The NCAA got so fucking annoyed with the way Michigan was leaking shit to its media to act as a propaganda arm or, like, the ridiculous lies they were propagating that they, like, broke precedent and commented on an ongoing investigation. Yeah, yeah. That was insane. Yes. You have to wonder if Michigan's own fucking arrogance is doing the same thing to the Big Ten and they're going to come back harder of the way they've acted in the last week. I hope they fucking do. Yeah, it'd be I'm very I'm just being funny. vindictive, obviously. The Big Ten's not as vindictive as I am, but, like... No. Ugh. No, but I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is my understanding. My understanding from... Uh, this is not just what you have told me. It is my understanding from a couple, couple different angles here, was that the Big Ten was, was strongly considering suspensions to both coordinators as well as Jim Harbaugh, but ultimately decided against it because they wanted whatever punishment that they gave to be able to stick in court. And they felt that a Jim Harbaugh suspension had a better chance of um, not getting a TRO. Yes. And 
this would be a separate punishment levied after the fact, which would stay on its own and not be looped into the Jim Harbaugh punishment, which would That's be it. a separate case. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Well, then it is. I don't know. <laughs> it was. I, I I just think from everything that I've heard, and I have no reason to believe that it's not true, because a lot of it is coming from sources that have been spot on. Um, in when everybody else has not been correct. I think this is going to look way worse and way more embarrassing for Michigan in hindsight than it does right now. I think right now they're playing the due process thing. Like this, they're doing whatever they can to get the football team on the field the rest of the season with the coaches they have. And, and you know what? I sincerely get that. But the reaction of the like mocking the investigation, like JJ McCarthy putting his like goggles up to like mock the sign stealing and stuff like that, like all of that, the the whole Sharon Moore post game press conference, like I sincerely think that is going to look real bad and really embarrassing in a couple months or however long it takes for the findings to be released. I could not agree more. Like like it's it's one thing to just like take take it and be like, Hey, you know what? Like it is what it is. We're going to win. You know, we're, we're, we're going to go out there, show up. Like we're going to, we're going to win our title. We're going to take care it's of it. It's gone take care so of. far beyond that. Yeah. Yes. They, they have jumped the shark the other direction to the point that like, yeah, you, you would, it's think- not just fans. It's not just fans. It's players acting this way. It's coaches yes. acting this way. Yes. It is like, they're acting aggrieved and like victimized the entire all. Like, Cause that's the thing is, and I said this on Twitter, they're all like this. It is like an institutional thing with the culture of that university and its fan bases and its team that they genuinely think they are better than everybody else and that they like, you know, deserve the best of everything. And that like any punishment against them is just unjust nonsense. Because of course you start with the presumption that you were perfect and, and flawless and anything you do is, is therefore, you know, justified. And this is the attitude you get, man. Like you act this way and we'll see what happens. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I'm looking forward to it all coming out. I, um, I think they're getting nailed to the fucking wall. I think their programs went back to the stone age. Um, and it couldn't happen at a better time as four new programs during the big 10. Um, no, but they're going to leave the big 10. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to pay $700 million to go get a lesser contract in the ACC where they cancel our television rights for three years for yeah. seven years. Sorry. No, they, they want to go to the sec. I've heard. Oh, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fucking idiots. Yeah. But they they also have binders of evidence that's going to bring down college football as we know it. So, yeah. Can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, oh, it's going to be so fucking good. Um, yeah. I want blood. Like, I, I want the full, I want heads on pikes. Like, I, I want, I want scalps. Like, I just don't want to win. I want scalps. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I need Ryan day to do the right thing. I need him to Ryan day has to end it. Like if that's, if they get the best team in a general, in like a couple generations and they get hit with the shooting punishment and it's happening throughout the season and afterwards, and we fucking take their souls in Ann Arbor and end their perfect season, whether the SP plus number one team in the country, I fucking need it. Like I need, like I need, you know, air in my lungs. If, if Ryan day comes out and wins this game, against Michigan by three or more scores. I, I might just like have to completely flip the switch and decide that he's good now. I have said this. There's the conditional apology 
depending on the result of that game. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> if he loses this game, he's fucking dead to me forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, care that's... if it comes out they had Ohio State practice footage and fucking, you know, like they knew every play before it was run. If you lose this one this year, it's done. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. We need it. All right. Well, I think we are. Uh, I think that's that's a podcast at this point. I think that's the podcast. Do you want to sign us off? Yeah. Come hang out with us on the boards. Meet at midfield.com. Uh, and we will be posting love a premium podcast later this week to talk about shit. I wonder how much we're going to talk about Minnesota. I can't guarantee we're going to talk that much about Minnesota, but uh, it will be a podcast. It will be a premium podcast later this week. So, um, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh, go Bucks! Michigan sucks, and help is on the way.